So when I say optimize your health, it's really looking at all of the parts of your day that you can improve and make the best you can to take care of yourself at your highest level. And that in turn is going to reduce your stress level, your frustration, your irritability. It's going to bring all of that down to a more manageable place. I'm talking about all the different factors that come into play when we're trying to take care of ourselves throughout the day. I'm Lindsay. I'm here to teach you proven strategies to be your own therapist that will take you from anxious to relieved. I'm here to help you feel lighter and hopeful while building a life full of meaning. I'm a licensed anxiety therapist running a successful private practice in New York City. So from someone that gives therapy and has been in therapy, I'm here to help you use the formula that moved me forward through serious anxiety in my own life. So follow along as I share what works and what doesn't. This is Unlock Your Therapy. Hello and welcome to the Unlock Your Therapy podcast. This is session number 13. I'm sitting here watching the birds eat in their bird feeder again, drinking my coffee. It's a gorgeous morning outside. I was laughing because I was re-listening to the previous episode and I was doing the exact same thing as the previous episode of sitting here watching the birds drinking my coffee. I had a great morning dropping off the kids to school. They're doing so good with the drop-off now. It makes me so happy. Carson didn't cry at all today, which I was thrilled about. So today is a good day. I'm getting a lot of work done. Today we have a great episode, highs and lows. I'm going to go over, then diving into anxiety. I have a book to share with all of you that helped me a lot when I was going through my own anxiety. Then we're going to get into skill of the week. And this week's skill I think is so doable for everyone. And I think it's just really overall going to help you feel your optimal self and just keep that top of mind this week. So I think it's very doable skills this week. I think we could all use reminders of what the skill of the week is. And then the action item of the week goes into implementing that. And we're going to dive deeper into what exactly to implement, to take away from today's episode. So getting into highs and lows, the low I'll start with is, of course, about Carson. (laughs) He had a terrible ear infection, poor baby. He woke up at like 5.30 in the morning on Monday, hysterically crying that his ear was hurting him. He was very mischievous the day before, so I had a feeling maybe he wasn't feeling his best self. And I brought him to the doctor and they said he had a raging ear infection, that it was quite bad. So I'm just hoping his antibiotics work this time because last time he had an ear infection, they gave him amoxicillin and on day like nine, he had a high fever and the ear infection came back all over again and he needed a different antibiotic. So they told me that he still needs to take amoxicillin first so that he doesn't build up antibiotic resistance and see if it works before moving on to a different medication. So I'm just hoping it stays good. He's feeling much better. 
So all was well. And we had a nice little mommy and Carson day when Everett went to school that day. So it wasn't the end of the world. He didn't have a fever. So that was good. My high is I'm just really starting to feel like my old self again. I know all of you moms can relate after having a baby, how it takes so long to feel like yourself again. And Everett is seven months. So I'm seven months postpartum and I'm finally starting to feel like my body's getting back to normal-ish. I'm making progress on my health and trying to return to my previous fitness levels before having a baby and just be more active, moving my body a little more. I'm not doing anything crazy, but it just feels good even just to take a long walk every day. Um, I've been having a lot of back pain because I have scoliosis, but I know that feels better when I work out and I strengthen all those muscles. So I'm not quite back to doing all the weights I was doing before, but I am running when I feel good. I'm going on a lot of walks. I'm just getting more active. I used the bike last night. So I'm just feeling better. I feel more on my journey to how I was before children. (laughs) Ultimately, I'd like to get to where I was before having Carson, but one step at a time. And I'm just feeling more like myself, especially now that the kids are in daycare. I mean, that for me really feels like I have my purpose of life back, which is working and my purpose of helping others back in my life. Of course, my purpose of being a mom is there too, and I can have both. But for me, I feel optimal when my kids have full-time daycare and I can work and dedicate time to my work because that's really part of my values. I enjoy that for myself and I feel a little nutty when I don't have that balance. So I enjoy having that balance of you know being a mom and doing all the things with my kids, but also being able to dedicate time to work, dedicate time for my health and movement. And I just feel like I'm more in that space right now or on my way to where I want to be going. So I think it's always important to remember instead of like before and after, it's like the during, right? It's the journey in the middle. That's really where our life is, is in the middle of all of that. It's not so clear cut of before and after. Because I think when we think of before and after, we can easily slide back and then we feel defeated and we feel like we're not where we want to be. Like right now, I'm not where my goal is, but I feel I'm on my way there and I'm making progress and that makes me feel really good. And that's good for me. Like the progress, the daily working towards my goals is makes me feel good. I don't feel defeated because I'm not there yet. I feel like I'm going to get there because every day I'm doing little things in line with my values and nothing crazy that's not sustainable for me. But those micro habits that I've talked about before really help. Anyway, that's my high. So I feel like I'm in a good mental space as well. Diving into anxiety, I wanted to talk about a book today. The book is The Worry Trick by David Carbonell. The Worry Trick by David Carbonell. It's a blue cover And it has like a scribble drawing of a brain on the cover in like red pen or pencil or something, or maybe it's a piece of yarn. I don't remember, but it's the worry trick. The worry trick I find to be 
so helpful for really anyone that's human. Even if you don't struggle with anything in particular, or if you're in a good space, I just think it's so relatable. He writes about how to manage anxiety and worry in such a way that it's comical, relatable, very human. And I think that's the key to anxiety treatment, getting better through anxiety. Even people who have severe, severe anxiety, I think all of his tips in his book and just how he talks about everything is helpful for those with debilitating anxiety and those with just high-functioning, normal levels of anxiety because you're human living in our society. So he just has great information in that book about how to talk to your anxious thoughts, how we often, when we're feeling better from anxiety, we think, oh, when will it come back again? Will it be today? Will it be later? When will I feel anxious again? And all of those thoughts that we always have. And he just has a great way of making fun of yourself, ways to make up little like songs or jingles about your anxiety, like singing your anxious thoughts to yourself and kind of laughing at them, making them feel silly and comical. Because often we know they're irrational when we're anxious about something or ruminating about something or we're feeling very anxious. We know that it's not logical often, or a lot of people do. And so you can use that to your advantage by making it funny, silly, you're taking away the emotional power it has over you, and you're making it into something lighthearted. And also visualizing the anxiety is separate from you, thinking of it as an external thing. You could draw a picture of it, you could draw, you know, when I work with kids, it's like you draw a monster, a silly person, that's your anxiety, it's not you. So it's separate from you. And that helps a lot to externalize it and just be like, this is this silly little anxiety monster that comes to visit me sometimes. And, you know, he can sit next to me at breakfast, but that's not me. I am not my anxiety. So when people say, oh, I'm an anxious person. No, you're a person who has anxiety visit them sometimes. And that feels very different. So I just think he has a great way of phrasing things. He is a therapist himself. He has a whole practice built around helping people with significant anxiety. And I love his approach. You know, it's not that there's an easy, clear cut answer of, oh, just take this pill and you'll be free of your anxiety. You know, he works with people through the hard exposure to avoidance, to rewiring their brain, to people seeking external validation and turning that into helping them really get through it and doing hard things. So I just love his work. I saw him speak and give a training about this. And it's really in line with acceptance and commitment therapy, which is the kind of therapy I infuse in everything I do. And personally, I just find it so helpful. It really resonates with me when I have anxiety creep up and things like that visit me. I think it's just a great way to think of it and smile and have a little humor and levity in the situation. So I highly recommend his book, The Worry Trick by David Carbonell. I did Google it just now, and I see that there's maybe a workbook that goes with it. It said, outsmart your brain, or uh, maybe that's a workbook that goes along with it now. But I think anything he does is great. I would love to have him on this podcast someday. So that's The Worry Trick. Hopefully you buy it. It's on Amazon, I believe. And now let's dive into Skill of the Week. I created something brand new, the No More People Pleasing mini course. 
I help women to stop people pleasing and put themselves first without the guilt. What would life look like if you could stop asking your partner to order food for you in a restaurant or ask your boss for that raise you're long overdue for? I'm going to teach you four proven strategies, research proven strategies that's going to bring you from people pleasing and passive to empowered and confident. You're going to use my outline, my scripts, my beautifully designed PDFs to get the exact skills you need to become more assertive in your life. I'm going to teach you four skills through my videos and worksheets that's going to bring you to a place of confidence and being assertive in your life. You're going to get my beautifully designed self-esteem daily journal to print out, my practice assignments to start changing your mindset and your behaviors. If you sign up now before I launch, you can get it for $29. That's the lowest it will ever be. And I'm giving everyone who signs up now a bonus gift. So go to at Unlock Your Therapy on Instagram, click the link in my bio to get on the list. Skill of the week is how to really optimize your health. So when I say optimize your health, it's really looking at all of the parts of your day that you can improve and make the best you can to take care of yourself at your highest level. And that in turn is going to reduce your stress level, your frustration, your irritability. It's going to bring all of that down to a more manageable place. So when I say optimizing yourself, taking care of yourself at the best level you can, I'm talking about all the different factors that come into play when we're trying to take care of ourselves throughout the day. And, you know, as moms, if you're a mom or as a human, I mean, women take care of all kinds of people all day long, including partners, parents, significant others, family members pets, right? Just all day we're taking care of people. And that's not even including whatever your job might be, which I find a lot of people listening and then have anxiety are often in a caretaking job or a people facing job. That's just been my experience of noticing who is in our audience. So first let's talk about sleep. Sleep is so important because it gives you the energy for the next day. So this requires a little bit of anticipation and trying to think of your future self and doing something for your future self, even though it's not like instant gratification, right? So for me, when I put my kids to bed, by the time they're both in bed sleeping, all the animals are taken care of in my house. I washed all the baby bottles for the next morning. By the time all that's done, it's like 930 at night, at least. I'm exhausted. But I also want to be on my phone (laughs) and just scrolling Instagram or watching some trashy television like Below Deck, which maybe I'll talk about during anxiety at some point. But I just enjoy that downtime and to give my brain a break and to feel like I've given myself time off. I've given myself just, you know, pleasure and relaxation and just to veg out and zone out and not have to take care of anybody. But that's not the same as rest, right? That's not the same as me putting myself to bed. I am okay at putting myself to bed, but my husband, Dan, is not good at putting himself to bed. But sleep is important. So just thinking of little ways, maybe you can go to sleep even like just 15 minutes earlier or start to get yourself ready for bed earlier in the evening. So then it's easier just like get in bed and go to sleep. So after I put my kids to bed, sometimes I'll floss and brush my teeth and wash my face and put on my pajamas. 
this way I'm all ready for bed. I'll make sure everything's taken care of. And then I'll lay on the couch and watch TV. And I know that all I have to do is like get up and walk to my bed and go to sleep. So whatever way you can optimize your sleep, something called sleep hygiene is important. Sleep hygiene is when you're thinking about your routine for bedtime. So all the different things you have to do to get yourself ready for bed. If you have trouble falling asleep or unwinding, buy some sleepy time tea or some relaxation calming tea, stress reduction tea. They have teas for everything. Maybe make yourself a nice cup of tea. Maybe read a few pages of a relaxing book. Something that's going to help prepare yourself for bed, right? For toddlers, we do this. We give them a bath. We read them a book. We get them into bed. There's a bit of a routine to the evening time, even if it's not always like in the perfect order. There's things that let them know we're getting ready for bed now. The bedtime routine is starting up and then it has an end point and then you're in bed sleeping. So we need that too as adults. We need to give our bodies signals that we're gearing up for bedtime. So maybe we get into bed and watch TV a little bit there or you're reading a book in your bed. Things that are letting your body know, hey, we're going to sleep soon. This is all part of the process of getting ourselves into a relaxed state, getting ready for sleep. Nutrition, so making sure you're eating regularly throughout the day. So throw some granola bars in your purse. Make sure you have tea or coffee or whatever it is you like. Make sure you have it all ready to go in the morning so that you can easily make it and bring it with you on your ride to work, on your commute to work. Just doing things that help take care of yourself. Put some bottles of water in your bag, whatever it is you like to drink throughout the day, just to stay hydrated, give yourself what you like. That's nourishing yourself as well. Maybe think about having a, some vegetables throughout the day, some fruits, some good vitamins, maybe taking vitamins in the morning. You're just really trying to nourish your body best you can. That doesn't mean be perfect or, you know, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about make sure you're eating regularly. It just helps maintain a good energy level throughout the day. Make sure you eat in the morning before you go to work or when you get to work, whatever works best for you. Just think of nourishing yourself and taking care of yourself in that way. In the same way you would take care of a child. You wouldn't let them be hungry or skip a meal, right? They'd be like a terror. Same for us. We have to really think of, do you get hangry? Do you get irritable when you're not eating? Even if you don't think you do or you don't notice it, you probably do, right? We just we have a lot of fluctuation in our hormone levels, our blood sugar levels when we skip meals or we don't nourish ourselves. So just think of that nourishment eating consistently throughout the day, bringing snacks with you. To mention the Kardashians again, in the episode I saw where Kylie was in her car and she was asking her sister to get her snacks. And she's like, oh, I have snacks in the backseat. And she's like, no, I don't see any. She's like, no, I always have snacks in the car. And she had like a big basket of all these snacks. And she's very pregnant in the episode. But I just thought it was so funny. But that's great, you know, that she has snacks in her car at all time. This way, if something happens, you get stuck in traffic, you get stuck in a meeting, you whatever, you get stuck at soccer practice with your kid, or your kid's starving when you pick them up from school because they refuse to eat the lunch or whatever. You have some snacks ready to go. Sometimes when I go grocery shopping, I'll leave a box of granola bars in the car, or I'll leave a bag of pretzels in the car. And it's not perfect. It's not like I put it in little Ziplocs and it's all organized and beautiful. Like, no, I'll just leave a whole bag of pretzels in the car. <laughs> but for an emergency, if Carson's like, oh, I'm so hungry, here's some pretzels. Maybe it's not in his cute little snack cup or whatever, but at least I have something there. So not doing everything perfectly, but just some things to give yourself a backup. 
movement. So this is just getting up and giving yourself a break throughout the day. This doesn't have to be like rigorous exercise every day right now, but just moving your body around, setting a timer, going for a little walk, just standing up and stretching, leaving your desk and just going outside even. Even if you work not in a beautiful environment, but just standing outside the building you work in and just like breathing in the air, feeling the sun on your face, giving yourself a few minutes to just take it in, walk a circle around the building. You're just trying to get your blood moving, you know, your lungs full of fresh air. Just the little things like that can really just help reduce your stress level. You just feel like you're moving your body, you're energizing your body. Movement brings energy to your body. When I'm exhausted and I make myself go for a walk, I have more energy, especially in the evenings. I'm someone who's not an evening person at all. I'm very much a morning person. By like four o'clock, I'm done for the day. Like I have no energy. But I do notice if I go running or I make myself do something in the evening, it gives me energy for the rest of the night to get through a bedtime routine, to get through dinner, to get through all of that. And it really feeds me energy, which sounds counterintuitive because I'm exhausted before I go. But just some movement, get the blood flowing. Joy, leisure, enjoyment, having fun. This is really important. We often don't do this. I want you to think of things you can do just for the sake of pure joy, just for the sake of having fun and enjoying yourself, not for checking anything off a list, anything you have to do or have to get done, but just something fun. Go get your nails done, get your hair done, or go see a friend for brunch and have some mimosas. Go for a walk by the water, not for the goal of exercise, but just because it's enjoyable to you. Go sit and read a book somewhere in a park read a book in your bed in the middle of the day, like just something for pure pleasure and enjoyment, just because you want to something fun. We went to a Mets game this past weekend. That that actually was probably my high (laughs) going to the Mets game. And that was just for the sake of fun because I haven't been to one in years and I really wanted to go and I got my mother-in-law to watch the kids and it was like effort, you know, to buy tickets and make it all work and coordinate her to watch them and prepare all their food and whatever. It might have been easier just to be like, oh, let's not do that. And I could just like stay home and manage everything. But it was so much fun. It was just for the sake of having a good time, like going somewhere and doing something fun, doing an activity. It was great for that sake of just joy, something leisurely, just having a good time. And often we don't think of that and build that into our life enough. Taking care of anything medical that's pending, just taking care of yourself really in the best way you can. So maybe if you take medication, making sure you take your medication every day. If there's things you should be doing, some people have to do like stretches or exercises for PT, whatever that looks like, just taking care of yourself the best you can. Taking your vitamins I mentioned, maybe getting a massage, putting lotion on your skin, just doing little things to care for yourself optimally. If you get too hot or too cold, for me, that makes me very irritable. Like this morning, I was running around getting the kids ready for school. I always get very hot when I'm doing that because I'm up and down the stairs, I'm grabbing socks, I'm grabbing a pacifier, I'm grabbing all this stuff, putting it in the car, coming back to get the kids. I get very hot and it makes me very irritable. (laughs) So I always have to put the air conditioner on in the living room, like on high in the morning. And Dan this morning is like, we're leaving. Why is the air conditioner on high? I'm like, because I'm so hot. I'm sitting here feeding the baby. I need the air conditioner on. I need to cool down and calm down. And in the car, as soon as I get in the car, I put the AC on high and Carson's always like, I'm cold. I'm like, okay, just give me a minute to like cool off and then I'm going to turn it down. (laughs) But whatever that is for you, if you get really cold, like 
Dan often works in a Panera because he teaches kids remotely and he has to go to Panera to do that a lot of times. In the morning, like this morning, he was wearing a hoodie and I'm like, what are you doing? It's like so hot. Like I'm sweating. And he's like, oh, Panera's always freezing, like painfully cold. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. So just bringing layers of clothing with you wherever you go. So you have the option, like wear a tank top underneath all your clothes in case the subway is a billion degrees on your way home. And then have a t-shirt over that. And then bring a hoodie with you in case the office is unexpectedly cold. Just making sure you're as comfortable physically as possible, I think is important. Bring sneakers with you if you have to walk a lot on the way home. Bring, you know, leave flip-flops at work in case your work shoes are hurting your feet and you have a blister. Have Tylenol on your desk. Have Band-Aids in your purse when you're running around. Just little things like that to optimize your comfort, I think is so helpful, just reducing your stress level. So the action item of the week is to just think of those categories and maybe don't do all of them at once, but just think of something you can do that's nice for yourself. Actually, something that might be worth doing. I heard this on another podcast, uh, like a listener gave a suggestion of doing a turndown service for yourself. So she said like around five or six when she thinks of it or she has time, she goes up to her bedroom and she just like gets her bed ready for sleep. Like she turns down the, the sheets, the blanket, fluffs up the pillows. She'll lay her pajamas out on the bed. Maybe she sprays some of her like room spray, like a lavender spray on her bed. She'll like close the curtains. She just prepares her room for sleep so that later when she's tired and drags herself into her room, everything's like nicely prepared for her. And it always like surprises her, she said. Like she forgets that she went and did that. It's like a nice surprise. She walks in, she's like, oh, this is so nice and relaxing at that point in the day where you're exhausted, right? So something I'm trying to do always is when I go pick up my kids from school, I try to do little things before I go get them from school. I don't have to leave here till five to get them. So I try to like feed the animals, clean the kitchen, wash Everett's bottles that are here. Because as soon as I bring them home, Everett has three dirty baby bottles from the day, dirty clothes. Carson has dirty clothes. They both need a bath. You know, it's just a lot more hectic after they come home and they're very needy and they need things. The baby's crying. Carson's asking for stuff. So I just try to make that part of my day as easy as I can just to prepare things. So whatever way that is for you, just thinking of little ways you can prepare things to make it less stressful. Like today, I'm going to take time and like clean up the house and organize things, clear out my office, get rid of mail sitting on my desk that needs to be taken care of. I got to pay a bunch of little bills I keep getting in the mail, like little annoying tasks. Uh, But I want to just clear that all away so then I can like focus and think better and function better in the space. And that lowers my irritation level. That's it for today's episode. I hope this was helpful. I know this is a reminder to me to use all these strategies, so I wanted to bring it to you guys. Let me know if you have any suggestions or things you want to hear about on the podcast. You can send me an email, lindsay at unlockyourtherapy.com, and it's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. And I'm happy to hear suggestions and address topics, questions, whatever you guys got. I would love to hear from you. I will talk to you all next week. Take care.